Hola, hola, it's your girl Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome. And I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach and I'm a bold stand for confidence. And I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello, my gorgeous human being listening to this episode. Oh my God. Um, I feel like I haven't spoken on the podcast for such a damn long time. It's been so wild. I'm sorry that this episode is late this week. It's very exciting. My mom is here from America, which I haven't seen in like two and a half years. I have just been just it's been wild that's what I'll say there's a few things I can't share that I can't wait to share with you we've been in the launch of startup squad um it's just been wild and I cannot believe it is May yo it is almost the middle of 2022 can you believe this half the year is gone y'all this shit is crazy anyway I recently hit a big milestone on the podcast I realized I got like 60,000 downloads in 30 days so I want to say thank you to you. I know I, if you listen to this uh, podcast regularly, I always thank you. I thank you at the end. I thank you during the podcast. I want to thank you again. I'm really, really grateful to you. For those of you that message me on Instagram or email me or send me um, Facebook, like everything, the reviews, those of you that review the podcast, it fucking means the world to me. How can I thank you for, first of all, for listening when there's so many podcasts, Second of all, for sharing it on social media, like that's huge to me. And then for commenting or reviewing. So I love you. If you're first time here, hello and welcome to the podcast. I hope you love it. There's a lot for you to catch up on if you're brand new. We have so many episodes, almost 300 episodes. I cannot believe this. Um, And in my recent, one of my recent posts on Instagram, I asked about um, what episodes you want to listen to and what things you want to hear about. And I had a lot of people ask me about relationships. And I know relationships is such a big topic. And one listener in particular, Mel, who is also one of my clients in the sisterhood. I love you, Mel. She's amazing. And she's an avid listener of the podcast. She shares the podcast so much. And Mel is just such a, she's just such a champion for women. And I just want to say thank you, Mel. She was asking how I learned to have the trust again in my husband, Hamish, after having so many failed relationships. And she didn't say failed, but for me, they were you know, terrible past relationships. And how did I have the trust, uh, again, to be able to trust Hamish, to be able to date him, to be able to marry him and have babies and live with him and have an amazing life with him. And I want to say this, and I'm not saying this because I want to throw this in anybody's face, but I want you to hear this because I don't know if people say this to you enough, but love, deep love, deep connection, joy, happiness, sexual happiness, intimacy, relationship, friendship, romance. It is available. It is available to you should you desire it. Okay. And if you don't want it, that's okay too. This is not a podcast to tell you go find a man or a woman or find love or get married. Okay. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but 
for those of you out there who don't believe in love anymore, maybe you've been hurt, maybe you've been, uh, your, your, your love confidence has been hurt, has been hit, has taken a hit. I want to tell you that my husband and I, Hamish and I, are so in fucking love. We have the most incredible relationship, the most incredible intimacy, sexual relationship. We are aligned in our values. He's my best fucking friend. We laugh. We enjoy our lives. I love him more every fucking second of the day. We grow together. We are great parents together. He teaches me everything. Like He's the biggest teacher and he takes me on as a teacher as well. We are kind to each other. He cares about me. I fucking love him. And I'm not telling you this to be like, look at how great we are. I'm telling you this because I want more women to know that that is possible. Okay. I was one of those women who did not believe in love. I did not believe relationships. I did not believe men would be kind to me. I didn't believe that I could have a great relationship or, you know, sexually exciting relationship. I didn't think that I would find someone who would be loyal Holla, where you at ladies who've been cheated on? Holla at your girl. I did not think that I would find someone loyal or find someone who wanted to settle down or find someone who was going to be accepting of my whole life and my past and all the crazy shit I did and all the just crazy life I had. So I'm telling you this because I want you to know that it's possible. It is possible to have a fucking incredible relationship with someone that you love and they love you hard back and they respect you and they worship you. Okay, that is available to you. Number one. Now, the question that Mel had was, how did I allow myself to trust and open up again to another man after? And for me, it's a man. Maybe for you, it's a woman. Maybe for you, you're in multiple relationships. I'm just saying man for me in my relationship. For me, it was... I wasn't looking for it. So I had been in a relationship. I've been in a relationship since I was like 13. I had boyfriends since I was young. And my dad left when I was two years old. And now as a counselor, like as a counselor, as a coach, counselor, therapist, whatever you want to call me, somebody who coaches people on their trauma and their past, a life coach, I see the correlation. So for me, I didn't have the man in my life. I didn't have the father figure. My mom didn't have boyfriends and the ones she had were terrible. You know, the one that she did have was a horrible guy who sexually abused me. So I didn't have that masculine figure. And a part of us deeply desires the feminine and the masculine. And it doesn't mean man, woman. It means the feminine energy, the masculine energy. And I didn't have that up in my upbringing. So I did have a father, daddy issues, father wound situation. I also had a mother wound, had all the wounds, right? (laughs) I think a lot of us have these wounds. And so I was dating, I, as soon as I could have a boyfriend and I didn't have sex with anyone until I was 18 and I got married to that guy. Now I'm not saying that as a badge of honor, cause I don't believe in that shit, but that just happened for me. I wasn't interested in having sex. I wasn't interested in uh, getting physical with any guys growing up in high school. I wasn't interested. I, have, I was real germaphobe. I thought men were gross and boys were dirty and dicks were dirty. And, you know, I just thought all that shit was gross. I was like, I don't want anybody to touch my vagina. I don't want to be touching anything. So I was really like, ew, get away from me. You're gross. Um, and I think that's what <laughs> like prevented me from just ripping through some high school boys in my um, in my growing up years. So I didn't do that. But I'm not saying that because you should or you shouldn't do what you want to do, boo. But I'm just saying that I had this notorious, I need someone. I'm clingy, like clinger stage 25. Okay. Like I was wanted someone with me all the time. I wanted to have a boyfriend. I wanted to have companionship. I didn't want to be alone. I wanted to ask their opinion of things. So I got married uh, to my high school sweetheart, Giovanni Lopez, when I was, um, 
how old was I? 19. I think I was 19 years old. We got married in secret. He went away to the war. I got married, lived in California. He went to Iraq, came back. It was really terrible because he passed away in a car accident after we had a really bad drinking and driving incident the year before. So it was very turbulent. I was young. He was young. We both had issues with alcohol. We drank a lot. We fought. We argued. We were young. We didn't know shit. Okay. Um, and when I lost him, it was a really big, this is after years of trauma. And I think it was just, uh, not, I think I know it was just the, the nail on the head. I was like, I'm done. I can't deal with trauma. I can't deal with any more loss in my life. I can't deal with any more fucked up shit. And I really like tapped out and I just numbed out. And in the numbing out, I got with different men, had sex with different people, was drinking and driving. I was just making such terrible decisions, such careless decisions about myself because I genuinely didn't care about myself anymore. I was like, I don't, I don't give a fuck. I'm done with everything. And I was in hairdressing school. I finished hairdressing school in America, in Florida. And I went to a hair conference in Las Vegas. And I met this man who was from Australia. And in my blindedness of drunk, pain, not good enough, I was dating some guy. And I went to uh, to Las Vegas and I met this guy. Got with this guy, came back to Florida and told the other guy, like, you got to go. I don't want to be with you anymore. And he wasn't a great guy for me. The guy I was with, he was not good. But this guy I met in Australia, I mean, in uh, Las Vegas was not good either. So I was really blinded by what was good and who was good for me and what was I worthy of. I had this, I'm broken. I'm a messed up piece of shit. I, I had all of these self beliefs about myself that weren't great. I didn't love myself. I didn't feel worthy. I felt damaged. I felt cursed. I felt messed up. I felt like I'm lucky that I get to date someone. Not that they're lucky to date me. Like I know my husband is very fucking lucky to be married to me, but I am also very lucky to be married to him. It's equal now. Before it was not equal. I was a piece of shit and this man, any man, was better than me. And so I would attract in lack. I hope you can hear that, that the whole thing is me taking responsibility by how I attracted these people into my life, these relationships into my love life, okay? So here we are. I meet this guy. I moved to Australia. After about 11 months, I realized, man, he's really, uh, not 11 months, probably three months. I realized he's verbally abusive. He was not caring of me. He was inconsistent. He would leave me and go clubbing. I would really put up with a lot. His father was really uh, verbally abusive to his mother. And they had this weird dynamic where the sister was verbally abusive to her husband. There was a lot going on in the family unit. And back then I didn't see it. But now as a coach, I'm like, oh, girl, we need a generational trauma healing up in here. We need y'all need a kumbaya this shit. The whole family was having some some shit was going on. And of course, as a child, he would have picked up on this. And he became that kind of man in his world. And everybody thought it was fine. And when he moved into being a boss, he would hire him employees that thought it was okay that their boss spoke to them like that. They kept staying. He kept thinking this is okay because we teach people how to treat us and he never shifted that. So I realized this and said, you know, I could stay in this relationship unhappy in Australia or I could leave. And I decided to leave and I talked about this in a podcast called what I learned about shitty relationships or something like that. So if you want to go deeper into all those relationships, we can, but I'm mentioning this because you can go listen to that episode. I'm mentioning this because it's important that the woman who I'm talking about, aka me in the past, she was making these decisions. I was in these relationships. I ended up leaving and 11 months I lasted and then I was single for no time. I mean, no time. What was it? I left in December, January, February, March. 
it was maybe March or April that I met another guy and it was the same fucking guy. Okay. They look different. (laughs) And on the podcast, I always say, and if you're brand new, welcome to my, um, (laughs) inappropriate shit that I say. Um, we should do an episode called inappropriate shit that I've said and just cuts of all the fucked up shit I've said throughout all my episodes. Fucking hilarious. Anyway, side note, (laughs) um, I would say he's the same guy, different dick. Like, it's the same fucking dude, different dick, different face, same shit, different face. And it's like, I attracted this other guy who seemed a little bit nicer, but he had the same thing going on. Why? Because I had the same thing going on. So again, I attracted this guy. Finally, when he broke up with me around my birthday in June, I was, uh, I, I was training with my personal trainer, who was my, one of my only friends in Melbourne, Australia, because then I had moved to Melbourne for this other guy. Oh, man, it was crazy. You definitely need to go listen to those other relationship episodes because it's fucking hilarious. And maybe you can see yourself in my story. I don't know. So here I am. I look in the mirror and the common denominator in all of these fucked up relationships is me. Okay. The common denominator is me. I am the magnet that is attracting the shit. So I'm like, cool. We don't change the shit. We change the magnet. We change how we're attracting. So I was really sitting in shit. I was really hurt because Gio died and I hadn't processed his death at all. Now I got this shitty guy who I moved to Australia for. I hate this country. I hate everything. I'm so angry. doesn't work out. I moved to Melbourne, another part of Australia, in order to meet another guy. I feel stupid because I did it again. Same shit. Oh my God. Life is crumbling. I'm depressed again. Eating ice cream, watching Eat, Pray, Love, all that jazz. And then my personal trainer, who's really nice and I'm barely paying attention to him because I'm just like, whatever says to me, you know, I know a woman, you could do some work on yourself. She's amazing. Maybe you could talk to her. And I met her and I loved her. It was great. I started working on myself. And when I genuinely, when I genuinely, the important word here, genuinely, for real, for real, started working on myself, like for real, that's when the shit went bing. Okay. I see what's happened here. I have been attracting shit because I feel like shit and I deserve shit. Therefore, here comes the shit. Bad relationship, bad relationship, unworthy person, untrustworthy. So I want to tell you something. If you're listening to this podcast and you're in a relationship right now and you are putting up with any motherfucking thing that you are not happy with, that shit is on you. If you know, you close your eyes and you feel how that feels. And if it feels shit and it doesn't feel good and you don't like it, but you don't say nothing and you don't change it. You are dealing with a relationship that you've put yourself into. You're basically going to hurt yourself. You're basically hurting yourself because you know that feeling in your gut, that feeling in your stomach, that feeling in your heart. "Mm, This doesn't feel good. Mm, I don't like what he said. Mm, I don't like what she did. Mm, I don't know about that. And then you ignore that. You ignore your intuition. Good luck, baby. You're going to set yourself up for a relationship that you are teaching this person how to treat you. You are teaching them how to treat you. And what does my Angelo say? When people show you who they are, believe them. Please don't think you know better because they have potential. That's another podcast I did. <laughs> you know, fucking potential and watch them red flags. That whole uh, single lady series. I did a podcast series called the single lady series. Go and listen to it. Whether you're a single lady or not, by the way, this could also be for married women who made some choices that they, they feel shit about. There are people that have been married since they were 20 years old. They're 80 now. And the woman is fucking miserable, miserable, but she can't leave. Why? Because for 50 years or 60 years, she put up with that shit. And if it was me, I'm out. 
I don't give a fuck if I'm 90. I will take my wheelchair and walk my ass out the door or take my, not wheelchair, I will roll my ass out the door or I'll walk my ass out the door with a walker. I'm like, peace out, motherfucker. Call somebody to come get me. I'm out. It's never too late to change. It's never too late to stop accepting less. It's never too late to put your hands up and say, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm not allowing this anymore in my life. So I'm talking to you if you're in a relationship where you know you've put up with shit that's not okay, because that's on you. That is on you as well. And I say that respectfully, okay, with love and respectfully. And y'all know who you are. For those of you out there are like, yeah, that's a red flag. Uh, somebody messaged me recently and was like, I'm jealous because my husband looks at other ladies' Instagrams and likes their photos and hearts their photos and comments. And I don't think that's appropriate. Um, excuse me. That shit is not appropriate. <laughs> Go with your gut, boo. Your intuition told you that shit's not okay. That is not okay. That's a boundary. That is not okay. And if you don't say anything and you continue to think that's okay... And you don't say nothing, then they're going to keep doing it. We have to take some responsibility for how we're showing up in the relationship. We need to take responsibility for what we're accepting. So the original question that Mel sent through this, like, how did you learn how to trust again? I had to trust myself. I kept trying to fill the gap of love and companionship with another when really I wasn't okay being alone. I wasn't okay with myself. I wasn't loving myself. And I mean for real, not the fucking Instagram quote. I love yourself, hashtag the fuck out of here. I'm talking for real, love yourself. I'm talking, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm talking fully expressed me, healing my trauma, working on myself, doing shit for me, not asking permission, not needing to have other people make decisions in my life. No people pleasing, doing what pleases me, living my fucking life the way that I see fit. When I'm fully full, fully expressed, working on me, and then I attract love, cool. How about you try to attract from that place? Imagine attracting when you are full. You don't need anybody to pour into you because your shit is overflowing. Your shit is overflowing. Come, I'm ready now. I'm overflowed. Yeah, but it looks like you don't need me to fill you up. I don't, motherfucker. I don't need anybody to fill me up. I am full as fuck, but I would love to have companionship with you. And can you get full too, please? This podcast is about to go somewhere else right now, y'all. Stop playing. I'm getting heated. You know what I'm saying? Like, we really need to pay attention to how we're attracting. So I didn't have this newfound uh, trust for Hamish. I was learning how to trust myself. I was I was Sherlock homing every... Is that, a, is that a verb now? I was Sherlock homing every single relationship that I had in the past. And who was I? How was I? What did I do? What was I doing? What was my part? This is what's wrong with society. We want to blame everybody else for why we're triggered and why this and why that. It's like, yo, don't blame other people. Take responsibility for your part. And only then when you take responsibility for your part, can you see what really happened? The other shit is a, is a dream. The other shit is drama. The other shit is victimhood. The other shit is some bullshit like this is what really happened. No, get honest with yourself. Get a journal. Open that shit up. That relationship one. Who was I being? How did I attract him or her? What happened there? What did I allow that I should have never allowed? What happened that wasn't okay for me? Why didn't I speak up? Who was I being? What belief was I believing? Amazing. What's the thought that was connected to that? Fuck. What's the trauma that's attached to that? Now, I do this because I'm a coach, and in hindsight, I can see it all. If you're not a coach and you don't have the hindsight situation, sit down and have a discussion with yourself. Coach yourself. You don't need a certificate to do that. And if you don't have a community and you're not in the damn sisterhood and you've been listening to this podcast, fuck are you doing? Come on now. 
This is what we do in the sisterhood. Mel is in the sisterhood. This is the shit that we do. There's a whole module on relationships. Module five is relationships, communication, collaboration, boundaries, confrontation. Jeez. Oh my God. That, that module's ridiculous. And Hamish is in that, my husband, because he shares his perspective as well. So it's, it's huge. We are not going to trust anybody when we don't trust ourselves and consider if you, maybe you're like, I trust myself. If you don't trust other people and if you have trouble connecting in any relationship, friendships, um, romantic relationships, if you have trouble connecting, it's because you're not connecting with yourself. If you have trouble trusting, it's because you're not trusting yourself. So to my other beautiful listener who asked me that question on Instagram, yeah, go with your gut. That's not okay for a man. If you love your man and you want respect and you don't like that, you need to communicate that that's not okay. And some people go, I can't even believe I need to communicate that. You'll be surprised the shit that needs to be communicated. Communicate it. And if it breaks the boundary, walk away. Because trying to make somebody who's a square be a fucking triangle, good luck. Good luck trying to trim that square into a triangle. That shit's painful and it's hard fucking work. And if that square doesn't want to be a triangle, you are going to get some pushback. And that's going to create a lot of drama and bullshit and waste a lot of your damn time and break your heart. Just let that square be a square. Go find a triangle. That's a really random analogy that just came into my mind. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's wild. So I started working on me, Mel. If I'm answering your question, I started trusting me. I started working on me. I started unpacking where I went wrong. And by wrong, I don't mean it was wrong. All of those relationships were right at that time because who I was needed to experience that. But where did we go? Where did I not trust myself? Where did I allow something to happen that wasn't okay? Why didn't I speak up? Okay, cool. I started really sitting in old Erica and having some compassion for her and why she did what she did. And where was she coming from? And why did she put up with that shit? Why didn't she say anything? And when I started to understand who I was, who I was being back then, and the pain I was coming from, and the lack of worthiness that I had, I thought I was a piece of shit. I thought I was broken and damaged and fucked up and it's raining. I don't know if you can hear the rain. You know, I thought I was, I don't know. I just really felt not good enough. And I was, I had too much bad stuff and I was like some kind of damaged person. So how does a damaged person attract love? How does a woman who feels broken and cursed and not good enough and unworthy attract love? That's exactly what I did. So if you could be humble enough to sit with yourself and take responsibility for who you were being, this does not mean that that man who hit you or that man that cheated on you, it's okay. By the way, I'm not saying that. I'm saying find how how that's your responsibility. What part did you have in that? And the minute you find that out, you will not, I repeat, you will not make that mistake again. You will get to working on yourself. You will get to healing that shit in yourself and you will become a new version of yourself. And this new version doesn't put up with the same shit the old version did, but the old version had to put up with it and consider all of those air quotes, mistakes and failed things had to happen for you to grow up and be who you are now to put up with what you want to put up with now. And there's a new level all the time. This is why I fucking stress working on yourself and I stress getting a coach or a therapist or whatever fucking resonates with you. Healing, whatever. We need to work on ourselves. We have all, every single one of us have had some kind of trauma that's fucked with us. And that trauma that fucked with us creates a habit, uh, an effect, the cause and effect. It creates something in our world. And in this case, for me, it was, it was creating shitty relationships. I never had that. I didn't learn how to attract a man, how to attract the right person. 
So when I wasn't looking for Hamish, there he was in front of my face. I'm on my journey, healing myself, working through things, became friends with him. We were dear friends. And right from the get-go, there was no red flags. They were like white flags. He was like Gandhi. He was like some peaceful, zen, loving, caring, accepting human who wanted to learn all about me and all my stuff and thought I was interesting and thought I was incredible and thought I was resilient. Everybody else I had spoken to about my life was like, oh, that that's a lot. You should delete your photos from you know, Google, you should remove the tattoo of your husband. You know, we need to clean up your past. That was the language the other men were giving me. Um, if somebody tells you to clean up your past and that you can't go to a family wedding or function as their girlfriend until you clean up your past, the fuck run. Yo, I should have ran. And I knew it didn't feel good yet. I had this, well, what else is there? I'm going to be alone. I can't attract anyone else. I'm too old. I'm too broken. This is all there is. And if I leave this, I'll have, I'll have nothing. Um, I will have my motherfucking self. Thank you very much. (laughs) You will have yourself Why you can't be with yourself. That is the work. That is the work. So I didn't learn to trust Hamish. I learned to trust myself. I learned and for real, not cute. Hashtag Instagram. Just trust yourself. Uh, Shut the, get that shit out of my face. All that bullshit that we'd be posting that we don't actually see in our real life. Stop posting that until you actually are that. Until you actually are going to do that, please. I'm talking for real trust yourself. I'm talking about being okay to be by yourself for a little bit. I'm talking about facing your demons and the bullshit you keep burying. I'm talking about looking at the thoughts that you think about yourself that you're not good enough and that no one's going to want you and that you're not worthy and that you're too fat or you're too tall or you're too skinny or you're too this or you're whatever the fuck you think about yourself. Reconcile that. Reconcile the relationship with yourself. That's how you learn to trust. That's how you learn to do that. Go to a retreat. Go get some mentorship. Go journal your ass off. Do the work. Listening to podcasts, by the way, is not the work. Just letting you know. Doing a free webinar is not the work. I'm talking commitment. I'm talking like the money you invest in your lashes and in your nails, you invest in your growth and in your mindset and in yourself. With me or somebody else, doesn't matter. But please don't play and act like listening to a podcast is going to change your life. You need some action. You've been doing this shit for however many years. What's going to change it? We have to change the behavior in order to change the result. And it's not going to happen by thinking, oh, yeah, I know I can do that. I'm telling you, I made so many mistakes in relationships. And it wasn't until I was like, I am working on me. And then all of a sudden, magically appearing, here's my personal trainer who'd been in front of me for months that I didn't even see. And I'm like, oh, my God, this I like him. And I didn't like him when I first met him. As in, he was nice, but I wasn't like interested in him. I just thought, what a nice guy, personal trainer, whatever. I barely even saw Hamish's real face. And he's gorgeous, got like yellow eyes and hot body. He's hot. And I was like, eh, whatever, this guy. I didn't, it was like I couldn't see him. And I'm glad I couldn't see him because I would have got distracted one more time. And so when you're ready, you're ready. But in the meantime, love you. In the meantime, work on you. In the meantime, heal your shit. You know your shit. You know the stuff that needs work. I don't need to tell you. You could close your eyes right now and go, mm-hmm, Erica, you're right. This, 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 and this. Cool. Get to working on it like yesterday. And you will see if you become a better version of yourself. You will see if you become more trusting of yourself. You will see if you don't, if you don't speak your truth and you ask for what you want and then be prepared to get it because it will come. And I, I got it. It was Hamish. And I'm like, whoa. And even then, Even then, and he'll tell you in the podcast we've done together, even then it's been work. It's been me shifting and evolving and changing. And my husband, my partner, my boyfriend, whatever he was, being committed to growing as well. 
Not with me, with himself. Not for me, for himself. So I'm growing, he's growing, we are growing. So again, when you attract, make sure you're not attracting someone who's into drugs, into reality TV, drinks alcohol, gambling, they got issues with fucking smoking and you don't like smoking, and then you're trying to turn this fucking square into some polished fucking triangle, and they a rough square that smokes and drinks and gambles and shit. And you're like, nah, they got potential. I'm like, listen, a square is a fucking square until they're not, and that's not your business. So he was committed just like I was committed. First of all, I was committed to my damn self. I wasn't worried about is he committed. And then when I looked over, I'm like, oh, look at him doing the work. He's the one that introduced the work to me. So is there a bunch of Hamish's lying around? Maybe, maybe not. But I wouldn't worry about that. I'd be like, how can I be better with me? How can I trust me? How can I work on me? And we are always working on ourselves. So I'm not saying work on yourself until you're done. You're never done. (laughs) You're never done. But you can make a start on healing those past relationships and who were you being, take responsibility, Sherlock Holmes that shit, figure it out and go, okay, cool, let's not make that mistake again. But if you don't go back and investigate who you were being, you don't know what you need to fix up. And it's a gift, all those fucked up relationships. I'm thankful to both of those men in Australia. I'm thankful. I I thank them all the time in my own heart. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Because I needed to experience that so that I could have this. I'm not regretting what happened. Every second was helpful. It didn't feel good, but it was helpful. So I hope that that answers your question. Um, Please keep sending me things that you want me to talk about. Relationships is such a big topic. And I will always draw it back as a coach, as me, who I am, and this podcast and what this is about. I will always draw it back to myself. I will always draw it back to you. Because we could blame and shame and point the finger out the side world. There's so much turbulent shit going on outside. How are you with yourself? That is the key. You with yourself will shift everything. I love you so damn much. If you want to do the damn work and if you love this podcast and you want to go deeper with me as a coach, I can support you in two ways. Number one is the Sisterhood, which is our year-long coaching program. It is going to be opening in the middle of May. If you are interested, get your ass on the wait list. I will pop the wait list inside of the show notes. The wait list will be the first to know when it opens. Um, there is a limit because we open it and we close it because we don't want to take on everyone at once. We want to make sure that who we take on, we can support. And then the other way is the startup squad. If you're in business, if you're coach I help you grow your business and I help you with your confidence inside of your coaching business two ways you can work with me or keep listening to the podcast follow me on Instagram go watch the YouTubes heaps of free content go download free shit on my website literally on my website thequeenofconfidence.com there's a section called free shit (laughs) you can download all the free resources to support you on your journey if you're not in a place of working on yourself right now thank you so much I love you keep sending me questions have the most incredible day Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your ears, your time, your energy, and your attention. Please do me a favor and head over to Apple iTunes. Subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Share this episode with a sister who you know needs to hear it. And if you feel called to, leave me a review. I'd love to know what you think about the podcast. I'd love to know how this information is helping you change your world. Thank you so much for being here. I know that there are many podcasts you could listen to, and I really appreciate you listening to mine. Have a gorgeous week, honey.